right, everybody, here we are again with another new episode. I have a beautiful guest to share our time together today, Michelle Johnston, who is the powerhouse behind Fiercely Authentic Coaching, has given me the opportunity to hang out with her for a little bit. She's going to share a little bit of her story. And this is what I just love about bringing people on to the show. So Michelle and I have met through a mutual group on social media. And although we come from very, very different backgrounds, we share commonality in I had something occur in my life, in my journey, and it really made me question and decide was what I was doing really fulfilling for myself, really hitting me in the heart? Was it what I really wanted? What am I here for? We hear this over and over and over. And at the end of the day, we are not reinventing the wheel with any of these podcasts, to be honest. But what we are doing is sharing our stories, building community connection and collaboration. Hey guys, you're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps, caged, tied down. We'll look at how we can shine the light on our uniquely coded gifts and superpowers to navigate the challenges along our journey. We want to thrive, not just survive. I'm your host, Miel Fox, and together we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. Let's dive in. I really feel that when a message is meant to be shared and delivered, it comes through in whatever way it comes through. So by sharing stories of lots of different folks from lots of different places, somebody's going to get the message they need. And so without further ado, I really would love for you to meet Michelle. She is a devoted mama of four. She has completely reinvented herself after spending years and years in the technology grind. Those of you who do this for a living, God bless you, because not for me. If it wasn't for YouTube, I probably couldn't find my way out of a bag. So <laughs> Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah. I know that you were in tech field and before that you provided healthcare services for mm -hmm. mamas and now you yeah. have become a coach for others to really tap into their self-discovery, their adventure, mm -hmm. their ability to really tap into what brings them joy. And you do mm -hmm. that through your coaching program. So can you yeah. share a little bit of how did you go from being a birth doula to <laughs> a social media virtual queen to coaching. How does that happen? Oh my goodness. I know. I've So I have to disclose, I've always said I've been, I'm an eclectic learner. My life's journey is just experiences, taking sledgehammers to them, and then picking apart and taking what resonates with me and moving forward. And I'm a huge, huge proponent of following your passion. And mm -hmm. I've always said that to my children, you know, I've always said, I don't care if you go to college, you do a vocational study, you go straight to the workforce, because what you're passionate about at 18, 20, 25, 30, it doesn't mean you're going to have that same interest later on in life. And 
to me, it's more important to follow your passion to, than to be stuck in the rut. So I've done like all these things, <laughs> all these things in my life. And really my journey to get to this place where I can embrace my interests and what lights my soul on fire, it came really more midlife for me to share a little bit about my background and how I got to where I am now. <laughs> when I was growing up, I was raised in a very strict ideology of what a woman, a wife, a mother should be. And as I got to the marrying age around 20, I kind of broke out of that for a little bit, became a little rebellious. And then I met my husband and my husband was super conservative and traditional. I thought, that's exactly what I need in my life because I'm supposed to be this one way. And here I am acting like a crazy redhead. And that does not align with what I was raised with. So I was like, okay, this is the guy for me. He's going to reel me in. And from that moment forward, I really, really, really tried to be this perfect mother, perfect wife, you know, the perfect household. And I continued on this path for about 15 years and just totally getting lost in motherhood and what all that was. Along those points, as my kids got older, my pivotal moment where I kind of snapped out of it was sitting in church and I was in the pew. It was Mother's Day. I was listening to all these people talk about how wonderful their mothers were and all these things. And I was sitting there crying. I was crying because I did not feel like I was perfect enough or worthy enough to raise these beautiful children. I was just sitting there crying and just getting so down. Then I got angry. I started getting angry because all these people along the way instilled these ideas into my head that I was supposed to be this one certain way. And I, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get there. After I got through the anger, then I forgave myself. And I was determined to find what made me happy, what was going to bring me joy and make me more fulfilled in my life. Now I can really appreciate it. But at the time, it, it, there was so much negativity around it. So that was a real pivotal point in my journey. And I was probably mid thirties at that point. And I came super determined to find my joy and fall back in love with myself and realize that my imperfections were actually perfect the way they were, how I was made. That really started this journey of embracing new hobbies and new passions and new professions and all that fun stuff. So your story, <laughs> oh, I'm a little bit older than you, but your story <laughs> comes from a generation, which I really feel this was really commonplace. I'll share part of my story with you. And mm -hmm. it's amazing how parallel this truly is. And yet it is, but it isn't. And at the end of the stories, the commonality of walking home to yourself, releasing the truth of who you are and how you were meant to be 
and not feeding into the decades of generational programming that for many of us gets instilled very young. My parents came from other countries. And so I'm a first generation American born here in the United States, but I was raised with very strict, very European standards compared to my friends here in the U.S. I had a lot of expectations and ambitions placed on me, which was very common that, of course, every parent wants best for their kids. I get that. But sometimes it comes at a price where we try to box our children and we try to restrict the natural freedom that all children have. All children are come to this earth with you know, we call it the child's mind. It's the free, open, spacious, expansive, unshackled joy and passion just to be, to play, to live in the moment, to be creative, watch any small child playing. And of course, as we go through life, things change a little bit. Either we have parental constraints or in schools or through our place of religious ideology, faith. And unfortunately, sometimes we start to believe that that's the way things should be. And so part of this podcast of the energy of the untamed heart is how do each of us in our path, on our journey, let go of the stories, let go of the binds and the chains that we have actually, by our own choices, put around our heart that need to be cut loose so that we can really truly live in our purest, truest, most genuine and authentic expression of our heart. Your story is just so resonant with, I think, many moms, many young moms, because if you think about what did I know at 20 and what do I know at whatever, 30 or 40 or 50 or 60? And for myself, I can tell you at 20, compared to what I have experienced and healed through and transformed through in the decades, if I'd gone back to my 20-year-old self, I would be like, honey girl, like, uh, hello, <laughs> what is it mm-hmm. that you are thinking that you know? And the trouble is, is that we believe in the moment we know what we know. And then in retrospect, we beat ourselves up later for why didn't I know better? And so what I really yeah. want to say kudos to you is that you said it right out front and I forgave myself. Yeah. And in that moment of, and I forgave myself and I forgave the young girl who didn't know any better in that moment. When that yeah. can happen, the release to find that path back home I feel like that opens the gates to that. Yes, absolutely. That's like one of my key things that I always say to people is give yourself some freaking grace. (laughs) Forgive yourself. That shit happened. Give yourself some grace because you did the best you could at the time with what you had. So you know, no reason to hold on to that and be upset about that. Let it go. It happened. It was a lesson you learned from it and learning lessons creates evolution in your path. So freaking give yourself some grace. (laughs) We're not perfect. (laughs) And I think this whole thing of pedestaling and perfectionism and 
oh my gosh, if I don't behave in this way or look like this or have the perfectly clean house or look like the perfect wife and have it all put together or my kids might, you know, God forbid they have a little hole in their pants when they go to school or all those stories that we put on ourselves. To me, I see that as giving your true inner power to outside of you. You are utilizing external conditions to determine mm-hmm. what is your worth. And absolutely for you to come back home to yourself and willingly just say, okay, I'm imperfectly perfect just as God has made me because that is who we are. And I'm borrowing this little human body here, red hair and all to travel <laughs> the path for now. But the who I am doesn't have red hair and doesn't have freckles and (laughs) she's as beautiful whether she's got a hole in her jeans or isn't preparing the perfect meal every night. I think many, many women get lost in the external validation and that makes it very hard to find your way home. It really, really does. You know, looking for that validation externally, placing your worthiness into external factors, trying to keep up with the Martha Stewart and the PTA, you know, group, (laughs) like, it's, I, holy cow, like, been there, done that, try to do all the things. And, you know, I honestly, now coming through that myself, I have so much more admiration and respect for my mother because now I can see that she did the same thing when Mm -hmm. I wanted those pair of guest jeans and she was sewing me a pair of jeans, you know, trying to make them look exactly how I wanted them. Like, oh my God, I can so appreciate that now. And I can totally appreciate as a mom, like how hard that must have been for her to not be able to keep up with the other moms at the school or whatever. The vulnerability and the awarenesses, yeah, it makes you tear up. So, you know, I'll share a little piece of my backstory. I was raised very, very strict, very strict with very high expectations my mom was not a lovey-dovey mom. She was not a hugger. She was not a come here and I'll take care of it for you. She was more of the stop your crying, dust yourself off and get going and get the thing done, which sounds all well and good. But when you're a small child and you so need that compassion and it's not there, that's the start of where you start to build the resistance and you build the walls and you do the things. I will be very transparent. There were many, many years that I was extremely angry, very angry and very resentful about the way that I felt I was not treated fairly as a child. And of course, as you go through the unraveling, as you start to peel back your layers, as you really start to look at what's going on. The truth is it's not just your current experience of what is happening to you, but as you said, it is carrying forward generational trauma from those before you. As a child, I would 
probably like you be resentful like oh i want the guest jeans like all the other girls have the guest jeans because if i had that i'd fit in so again uh-huh. we have this dual system of programming we have if i don't wear the guest jeans i don't fit in with cool girls and i'll be judged for that and then we have our own judgment of gee mom you know why can't i have the guest jeans and your mom is trying to make it all work by sewing her little heart out to try to please you and be a good mama. And we don't mm-hmm. see that. We don't acknowledge it many times until many years have gone by. And we have the experience to look back and say, oh my gosh, they were doing the mm-hmm. best they could with what they had in the moment. Yeah, And sure, we can say, oh, grandparent, parent, whomever, I see it now and oh, I feel terrible and I'm sorry I was so judgy as a teenager that you couldn't get my guest jeans right. Mm-hmm. But many times we don't turn that same degree of compassion and grace and forgiveness to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And like you said, because in the moment we're doing the best we can with what we've got. And we don't often come out of that until we have that big aha moment where we can look back and then the processing can start that forgiveness and the grace moving forward. I catch myself all the time in those moments of, I just can't do it all. (laughs) You know, like someone help me out. Like I just can't, I catch myself all the time and it's okay. Just stop, put yourself in a timeout for a second, take some deep breaths you're doing the best you can. <laughs> yes. And that is good enough. Now I'm very vocal about those things too. Whereas before, I'm sure probably like you too, you just kind of stuffed all these things down. So where I'd be saying in my head, I'm doing the best I can. Like now I'm saying it out loud to the people (laughs) that I'm trying to do the best I can because I've come through the process. Now I step into it and I own it. You need to be heard. Your feelings need to be heard. Your feelings are freaking valid. And to just stifle them inside and just push through and just deal and It's not a good way to be. Now I'm very, very vocal. (laughs) And very vocal is just perfect because I think (laughs) you're given a voice for a reason. You know, we're given Mm -hmm. a voice so that we can be heard. We're given eyeballs so that we can be seen and we can see. There is a reason that we're designed this way in this human body. (laughs) We spend a lot of time wrapping it up in some other kind of package and ribbon when the reality is what's inside is really the grand prize, you know, this coming home to the heart, really stripping away all the other things. I really feel that as you land on this earth, you have everything you're supposed to have within you. It's sort of like the cupcake is just so good. The icing is nice, but the cupcake's really good, whether or not you have the icing And I feel like we are all born as you're already the perfect cupcake the way you are. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, oh gosh, this is just such a good, good chat. I really feel like all these things are what help us to evolve and move forward and move through. If you had to say to somebody, this is probably the one big tip that I could share to you as you start your way back home to your heart, to yourself, what would you say that would be? that Mm. to you that you'd want to share? 
<clears throat> really, the first step is forgiving yourself for whatever shortcomings you think you had, for whatever imperfections you were beating yourself over. The first step is really forgiving yourself for those things and just letting them go. You're in a fresh start. And moving forward, you're going to give yourself some grace. Like, yep, I fucked up. Okay, well, it is what it is. And I'm moving forward now. Forgiving, giving yourself some grace. Really try hard to find all the good things. Find something every day to be happy about. Find something to be grateful about. A journal. Holy cow, do a gratitude journal. I really struggled to find happiness on a daily basis during that phase because Ultimately, me spreading my wings triggered a bunch of events that led towards my divorce. And it was a really dark period in my life. So I was grasping for anything, anything that would bring me a little bit of light and a little bit of joy in my day, writing those things down to remind you because tough days are tough days. Yeah, that would be my top little bits. Forgive yourself, give yourself some grace moving forward and find a little bit of joy, a little bit of gratitude every day. And if you need to write them down on post-it notes and stick them on your mirror, I mean, I did it because I needed that constant reminder because life was so hard for me during that period of time too. What I think you're saying here is just really so valuable for people to hear I think this is a really good way for us to come together. I want people to understand people think like the healing journey is this, I don't know what they think it is like some little, you know, walking on clouds, Nirvana, magic carpet, you know, rainbow, whatever. I I don't really believe that because everybody I know of, including myself and listening to you as well, this journey of transformation Some days is like sledging through mud. Some days it's freaking hard. There are times where you feel like I can't even, I can't even get out of bed today. I feel so crap ass, truthfully. Yeah. But I have found for me, no matter how bad the situation appears to be in the moment, I know that this is a pathway to something better. Always. My word that comes to me, and I'm curious what your perception of this is, I think of it as faith. Faith that then leads to hope, that then leads to the manifestation of the next piece. I almost see it's like a three-tiered deal, you know, forgiveness and gratitude, faith Mm -hmm. and hope. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't equal you're not going to have a crappy day. No, it's not. You know, one thing that I always, for me, was I would always remind myself, the universe has my back. The universe has my back. I'm on the path to my purpose. Trust the process. Those were my three key phrases through it. The universe has my back, trust the process, and I'm on my way to my higher purpose. So yeah. Beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just so <laughs> thrilled you took the time to come and, and have this chat. I think there's so many golden nuggets. So, you know, of course, I, I'll make the show notes for the episode and and all these things that we're talking about, I'll put in little mm-hmm. bullet points. But let us know where can people find you to work with you to really 
learn the steps to find their way back home, really let go and be who they're really designed to be. Well, the best way to connect with me is through my Instagram and my handle is fiercely authentic coaching. Feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm always happy to connect and to chat and help navigate through these life moments. (laughs) It is truly the navigating. It's like being a surfer and finding the best part of the wave to cruise down through. I thank you so much for coming on with me and just sharing your story, sharing your time and gold nuggets, just gold nuggets, one after the other. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's review some of the key points and nuggets of wisdom to take away from our time together. One, life's journey is about having experiences, taking sledgehammers to them and then picking apart to find the pieces which resonate with you and move forward. Two, follow your passion. Whatever you were passionate about at age 18, 20, 25, 30, doesn't mean you're going to have to be having the same interest later on in your life. It's more important that you follow your passion than to be stuck in a rut, to find your joy, to fall back in love with yourself. Three, we are all perfectly imperfect, just as God has made us, because that is who we are. Four, get curious. See with a child's mind and heart. It's free, open, spacious, and expansive. It expresses with unshackled joy and passion just to be, to play, to live in the moment, to be creative. Five, we know what we want in the moment, and then in retrospect, we beat ourselves up later for why we didn't know any better. Give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself, because you did the best you could at the time with what you had. Let the rest of it go. It happened. It was a lesson. You learned from it. Learning lesson creates evolution in your path. Six, sometimes we get lost in the perceived need for external validation. This makes it really hard to find your way home. Seven, find something every day to be happy about. Find something to be grateful about. Eight, faith leads to hope, which then leads to the manifestation of the next piece. Nine, the universe always has your back. Trust the process. You are on your way to expressing your higher purpose. Where do you find Michelle? You can find Michelle on Instagram at Fiercely Authentic Coaching. And if you love today's episode, please, I ask that you share it out to someone you know who might love it too. If you could leave a review, that would be so much appreciated. Stay tuned each week as we explore the energy of the untamed heart.